Welcome back to another episode of Unlicensed Therapy with me, your host, Ari Manis. Today is a great episode. You may not have heard of my guest because he is not in the comedy world, and I know most of you are stand-up comedy fans, but he has a very fun, motivational, inspiring podcast about him and his experiences, and I do recommend you guys check it out. Also, before we get started in the episode, I want to read... This week's Apple Podcast Reviews. I'm reading these now to motivate you guys to leave them because leaving an Apple Podcast Reviews helps the algorithm, helps people discover the podcast. I'm trying to grow this thing. So let's read them. I'm only reading the good ones, of course. If anyone leaves a bad one, I'm not going to read that. First one from Corey King 28 And this was left May 19th. My top five favorite podcast rated number one. This is such great. This is such a great podcast. My brother told me about it and I look forward to it every week. Great conversations and good content in general. Thank you, Corey King. It almost um it almost sounds like a generic podcast review, I'm not going to lie, but it's positive. It's five stars and I appreciate it. This one is also left on the 19th from Tony No Bueno. Favorite new podcast. Wish I found this podcast earlier in the pandemic. Ari equals future podcast goat. Thank you, Tony No Bueno. Thank you so much. This is also this is left on the twentieth from DZ Akon DZ AK only. Ari and Blair, another fine episode, fun conversation with a giggly Blair. That's true. That was a fun conversation. All right, we got two more here. Joseph the Cook via Apple Podcasts on the 20th. 10 out of 10. Seen Ari open up for Theo a year back or so. Been listening ever since. Probably the most underrated podcast out there. Pretty good at comedy too, I reckon. Thank you, Joseph the Cook. Wow, this is this is pumping me up reading all these. Feeling good about myself. I'm feeling confident. Like I'm not a piece of shit that I am. This is also left, this is left on the 21st from Ager Shield. Not for not for the sensitive babies. Ari has a certain kind of humor, and the voice makes it even better. I love it. All of these were five stars, and I appreciate each and every one of you. So get yourself in there, and I'll read your review next week. But for now, enjoy the episode. broke up my marriage. You're an awful person. You're 24 years old. Why would I listen to you? Why would you be giving therapy and advice to people who clearly need it? It doesn't make any sense, Ari. This is a horrible idea. You're listening to You're listening to Unlicensed. 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 Unlicensed therapy with Ari Manis. Ari Manis. How can you be single? Look at that haircut. Dialed in just for you. Dude, if I'm spent, that's probably what a hundred dollar haircut. If I'm buying a hundred dollar haircut, I better get a girlfriend from it, or I'm asking for my money back. Thank goodness it's not a hundred dollars; otherwise, I would be in trouble. If it's, 80, cl- it's close 85, to it, though. yeah, it's close to it. If I'm going to a barber with neck tattoos, yeah, he better get me a girlfriend. That's part of his job. <laughs> that's yeah. the second. I think part if of you job. have a neck tattoo, you're immediately just like a badass. 
Like, I think it's Justin Bieber. He's got a couple neck tattoos, and I'm like, this guy's kind of hard with those I tattoos. I can't sport one, but if I was you, I'd for sure have a neck tattoo. Mm. It would just What would it say? Or look. what would it be? On your neck. Totally. I don't know where. Totally. What would it That's say? That's usually how it happens when you get a neck tattoo. Something, right? <laughs> something that speaks to your heart. To so, your heart. Okay. I don't know what it would be. Maybe... Tony Robbins can suck Oh, my you, dick. you you love the Tony Robbins. Yeah. Me and Tony well, Robbins are now like best buddies because well, of you. Well, when I look at you, I'm like, this is what Tony Robbins <laughs> wishes he was. <laughs> Come get me, Tony, Tony Robbins. Robbins and I'm me. not saying you are a pervert, but I know from the inside that Tony Robbins is a pervert. Mm, he might, yeah, he could be. I don't know. So if he, or when I say pervert, I mean a horn dog. Like mm. he likes the ladies, definitely. And if he looked like you. Mm. He wouldn't care about all that money. Like all his his success is him trying to get women. We need to become best friends because you're making me feel good. And we met eight minutes ago, ten well, minutes ago. Well, once we're friends, then it's then I, I, I feel flip like it, it around. It, it, then I go, it, "You're a fucking piece of shit." No, it's fine. But I need that. I need okay. somebody to to keep me leveled, and uh, mm -hmm. I need I need to be. Uh, well, after listening to your podcast this morning, I what chap was it? It was about uh, living your life. As if you were gonna die. Hundred percent. Death is inevitable. It just death came out. I don't know if I agree with that, but it, nonetheless, agree with death is inevitable yeah, or living I your life I to the fullest. Which part? No, I agree with living your. Yeah, that, I was gonna say I like the message regardless, cool. but I do think I could probably beat death. You think so? Yeah, I'm. We healthy, probably could based on this liquid. liquid. If you drink enough liquid death, you're not gonna die. <laughs> and they, that's are they sponsor because they're getting a free read right now. They don't sponsor me, but they sponsor this room. Oh, okay. So I'll I'll give them a free read. We'll have to get you some liquid IV in the yeah, mix yeah, soon yeah. enough. Have you heard of a guy named? Is it Ty Cobb, the baseball player? Do you guys do you know? Do you know? Mm -mm. Ty Cobb. There's a baseball player. He was a rock star. He was handsome, tall. So he's athletic. pretty much you, tall, handsome, yeah, and athletic. Me. I, you could you. probably tell by this video. I'm really. I know tall. that's the best part about the visual. They can really get I'm, nice and close. I'm not me. Jewish at all. I'm just a <laughs> tall, handsome guy. Ty Cobb was a great baseball player, Hall of Famer. Cool. When he died, right after he died, and I could be saying it wrong because it might not be Ty Cobb, but I think it's Ty Cobb. They cryogenically froze his body. Oh, I think I've heard of something along this lines. And they plan on bringing him back to life mm. as soon as they can. That's interesting. So I get there was more to your podcast than that. But right away, I was like, I ain't dying. I'm, fr I'm freezing my body. I'll be back. Be, it could be a good idea. I'll be back. I'll dude. be back. Yeah. <laughs> I am going to live forever. <laughs> For sure. I don't want to miss out on what the future holds. Yeah, I don't. I want to do do great shit. I just want to have fun. I mean, I always wonder, like, if we didn't die, would we ever be motivated to even, pers like, do things? Because you could just be like, yeah, I'll do it do next it, year. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. Or literally, I, I have, got like, unlimited time. Yeah, I have nothing but time. So it's like, but at the same time, <clears throat> you might not die, but you're gonna have a lot less fun when you're 90 years old. You know what totally. I mean? Totally. So you got to get it done. Like, listen, I still plan on being a professional athlete. Yeah. My time's running out. Yeah. So I better get it in better, gear. Yeah, let's let's pick I, up the speed, brother. What sport do you think when you look at me? You? Obviously, yeah, you probably think you UFC. Can do any sport. Yeah, UFC. You're a fighter, dude. Yeah. I could see it in you. <laughs> UFC, what sports, what's your best sport? Um, oh, that's actually a good question. What is my best sport? Do so you I, play on any high school team? Yeah, so I played, uh, I played golf, basketball in high school. Stopped playing basketball after sophomore year. Basketball, okay. I was realistic with myself. I was like, I'm going to ride the bench. Uh, I wasn't... The most athletic person. No? No. 
No. You fake it. Uh, yeah, you, 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 you find ways to compensate. I think my energy. Was it a small high school? No, we had about 1,200 students. Pretty decent. Yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty uh, decent. Um, to me, sports, when I think back growing up, was only the only reason I was playing sports was about the community. It was like my homies all played. Looking back, I'm like, I should have just doubled down on fucking video games because now you have esports. <laughs> and I like, I used to love, sport. Yeah, yeah, I used to love playing Halo. I used to love playing Call of Duty. And uh, I, you know, obviously, you know, not knowing where the industry and everything was going to go, but uh, I played sports and I feel like I haven't even, I didn't really take my fitness seriously since the, like the last couple of years. And I was like, wow, imagine if I had a couple just, of years of sports or now? Now, sorry. Now, okay. now. Yeah. So I, even like when I was playing these sports, it's like, I would run for obviously basketball practice and shit like that. Outside, of, I'm like, no way. I'm like, I'm not. I doing was that. delusional. So mm. now, as a more mature adult, mm. I go, okay. Unless you're born with a gift from God, mm. you need to work really hard to be a professional athlete because totally. there's a lot of people that want that. Totally. But when I was a ten year old boy, I thought oh, no, I'm gifted from God, and mm. I'm going to be a professional baseball player mm. for sure. That was Because so I want it, and I love it, it mm. and I'm, I deserve it, mm. and I'm the best there is. Mm -hmm. And that was my mentality, and I didn't become uh, even a high school uh, starter. Fun, so. fun fact, I played baseball for one year, sixth grade. That was it, tapped out. No, it's like, coach, I'm out of here. Threw up the threw up the peace sign, walked off, uh, walked off the field. A lot of people want things, but they're not willing to put in the work. Put in the work, baby. And that's you're what it Tony takes. Robbins, dude. I'm sitting across yeah. from Tony Robbins right now. I'm Tony Robbins, but with an even darker soul. When you just him. said that, it actually sounded like like the podcast intro. I'm Tony Robbins. This is my podcast. <laughs> Does he have a podcast? Hundred percent. Oh, I don't nice. listen to it though. I'm going to now, so mm. I can make fun of it. You should check it out. He has, uh, I watched his documentary on Netflix because so many people- I'm not people, your average guru or something like I that? I think so. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. many people recommended it to me and they're like, it's so good. You got to check think it of out. It? You, I didn't like it. You didn't like it, of course. Nah. I, I didn't even have to ask you that and I already, <laughs> I already knew you just were like three minutes in, you're like, fuck this. Listen, I didn't hate it. I wasn't like, fuck Tony Robbins. I'm making fun of him. He's, I'm sure he's a great guy. But it wasn't, it didn't inspire me. Mm. At the end of the movie, I was not like- Yes. Yeah. Uh, your podcast inspired me more than the Tony Robbins what? documentary, and that was audio only. Wow. I'm telling you, man, since I walked in, you're just making me feel good, man. I, I need you to to go everywhere that I go and just, you can keep me hyped up all the time but there was you're making me feel good. But there was that funny moment where the guy was like, I want to kill myself, and he goes, is it because of your shoes? You're wearing ugly shoes, and that made me really laugh. That was pretty <laughs> funny. <laughs> but I just that. Yeah, I I, 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 I don't remember. I saw it a couple years ago, but uh -huh. I just remember uh, my takeaway from that documentary was just like seeing how dialed in this man was. Like even before he would hit the stage, he has like this mini trampoline. People like people watching, probably like this guy's cooked. Like why do you need a trampoline to bounce on before you go on stage? But to me, it was like this guy is so disciplined and just knows his steps. Like from the moment he gets out of the car to the moment he steps on stage, everything is calculated. So I get it because um, not that I'm Tony Robbins, but I do stand up. Mm -hmm. And like before a show, if I'm nervous or feeling low energy, like just doing like a little jumps and like, you know, putting your hands up, just kind of getting the blood flowing. Mm -hmm. It makes a big difference. Your energy. Totally. So you go out there like, hey, it's not going to be as good. Yeah. Like, what up? Dude, yeah. respect to yourself and anybody else that does comedy because to me that's uh, shit. I, I don't know. I, I, I definitely do don't, it. I don't have an enemy. You're a step away. Yeah. Podcasting is the gateway to stand up these it days. It is, but it, I... Man, comedy just you nothing but respect. Okay, here's That's a realistic. Here's a more realistic thing. No, you're probably too old to start comedy. How old are you? Take a guess. Thirty-two. Nope. Thirty-one. Younger brother. 
20. 27. 27, okay. That's right, ladies. Oh, never mind. Single, you look like slide through the no, DM. No, 27. Okay, so you're not, you're not too old. Yeah, I'd say like <laughs> 29 is too old to do... To start you think 27, so? I think I 20, feel like there's comedians that definitely started in their 40s and 50s. No, there are. There's exceptions to the rule, but generally speaking, you gotta you gotta start when you're young because it takes. The reason being Reps. is it takes a lot a long time to get good, and people in the industry don't want to help out the older guy. Like I'm approaching too old to be, you know, to have not been successful. You know mm. what I mean? You gotta kind of. And again, there's no rules to it. There's exceptions. You could you can go forever and. Something my Joey Diaz made it when he was late. Oh, There's he, a lot of people. Yeah, great example, right? He, um, he, anytime he's on a podcast, like, he fucking rabbit hole. His stories, like, growing uh, up in New York, I mean, like, <laughs> just so funny. Doesn't stop. And things are changing now because of podcasting and the internet. You yeah. don't need the industry anymore. But generally you create, speaking, you create, the, you create your own momentum. Yeah, you create your own thing. But generally speaking, the rule of thumb is they like hooking up the young people. I get that. Um, but things are changing. But, What's a realistic thing for you is your podcast blowing up, and then you're not doing stand up, but you're doing live speaking. Totally. Events. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I could Which see. Which is very similar, and you could you're right, incorporate right. stand up into that. You're right. I guess uh, the difference is like the intention of comedy is obviously there to make people laugh. I, mm -hmm. I, I hope that I can make people laugh at some point if I'm ever on a stage, but I think it's uh, ultimately what is the intention. I guess it's just different. I, I could never imagine myself literally being on stage just there to solely make people yeah, laugh. Yeah, like but. you would have to give someone knowledge, <laughs> mm. whereas I think if someone listens to me speak for 20 minutes, they get dumber. <laughs> <laughs> they, they lose. I doubt they that. They lose. They're brain entertained. Cells. You're keeping yeah. them on. You're, you're they're keeping entertained. Them entertained. It's like a, it's kind of like the equivalent of smoking pot or uh, maybe crack, where mm. you're like, that was fun. Yeah, we we should. But I probably shouldn't do that. Shouldn't anymore. do that. That's yeah. a lot of people who listen to my podcast have that. Mentality. Oh, okay. Okay. Like, I, that was a good hour, but yeah. I feel guilty about listening to it. Yep. So let's do it again. Yeah. And fire it up <laughs> yeah, again. Yeah. It's uh, an addiction. It, yeah. That makes sense. Who do you, in uh, in the comedy space? Who? I mean, this is definitely putting you on the spot. Who's top dog? You could have anybody sitting across from you next week. Oh, just anyone at all? Anybody right Louis now. Louis C.K. Wow. Another would... red, red-haired man. Whew. Talk about not having a filter. <laughs> that guy just sends it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. He's he's my number one. I know, you know, there's a lot of controversy with him, but he's a, yeah. a legend. Yeah. In my mind. I would like to just... Boston, too, originally, right? He's from Boston. Let's go, baby. Oh, shit. Honestly, Massachusetts. all my race. favorite comics are from Boston. Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan, Bill Burr, Greg Burr. Simmons. Wow. Uh, Dane Cook. Cook, Louis wow. C.K. Yep. There's so many, pretty much, in my opinion, all the best comics come from Boston. There's exceptions to that rule, but... Something in the Charles Water, baby. Yeah, it's something about Boston. I don't know. I think it's just... People are assholes there. I think hundred percent. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. We're it's I not mean, the friendliest city. No, no, no. You no, don't no. walk around feeling very good about yourself. No. or confident. You're like someone. Might People yell are at real. Me. I, <laughs> the thing I love about growing up in the Northeast and then coming out west was like, and I love living on the West Coast, but there's a grit that you were born and raised with, and I yeah, think it's, it's mostly like because, I think it's because yeah. of seasonality. I think because of growing up and having to dig your. But fucking there's a lot of, of places with crazy seasons, but Boston's still different. Like it's that like grit Minnesota's that, freezing, but yeah. everyone there is super kind and polite. Yeah, in you're Boston, you're not wrong. Yeah, Boston, there's like uh you just feel like it's, someone might yell at you at any given moment. And it's great. Yeah. Move your fucking car. Yeah, you're a fucking asshole. Yeah, use your fucking blinker. It's I love it though. Like yeah. and think, New York has a little bit of it, but yeah. Boston more. Yeah, Boston all day over New York. I love New York too, but I haven't spent nearly enough time to It just depends on I guess what you want. Do you want a real city or do you want a big ass city with 
fancy shit than, yeah. than probably New York. When I was driving here, even just thinking about it, coming from Venice to WeHo, it's like a 35-minute drive. And mm -hmm. I just, I love LA because I think of this place as just the land of opportunity. Like, I know I get so much, like, outside looking in, people that want to move to LA. Um, it's a fucking leap, for sure. It's mm -hmm. intimidating. When you first move here, there's, you know, $100,000 cars next to you. You're driving. Uh, you got one. I don't have one yet, but <laughs> shit, hopefully one day soon enough. Um, but I, I just love living here because it just, it. I'm seeing what is possible in this world. I don't look at the person that's in the hills and think like, oh my God, like I, like I don't compare myself. I just go, oh, that's possible. Like I could, yeah. I could get that. And almost LA's funny, even coming up on sunset, it's always funny to me, like seeing, um, seeing all the house in the hills and almost like makes it feel like they're looking down at us, the peasants running around like yeah, little they ants. Yeah, they kind of are. They're kind of looking down. Yeah, like, they're I'm looking like, and they go, I see this you is guys. Like, I know you guys are looking down at me, but um, I just love LA because there's so much opportunity out here. There's always shit happening. Like The crazy thing about LA- You're born and raised out here too, right? I'm from San Diego originally, San Diego, but so I've been count. here nine gotcha. or 10 years. Uh, but the crazy thing about LA to go off of what you're saying is even if you're not doing shit out here, like even if you have a goal, but even if you're- a waiter mm. or you work at McDonald's, you see people like you, it's right in front of your face. Oh, look at that guy. He totally. just did that. Like, you know, someone, if, if you're out and about, you know, someone who just did something badass. you, it's very motivating. It's competitive, totally, but it's motivating. Cause you're like, Oh, look, that guy did it. Yeah. I want to do that. And you can't get that in a Boston or a San Diego. It's it depends not, on it's what not, you, a, not as much of yeah, it. it. Depends on it what depends your on what is. you're looking for. Yeah, I yeah. knew that I wanted to go in creative, and I've always wanted to live in LA. Mm -hmm. So it's like this is the place I need to be. But if I was more in tech, then maybe I would be in San Fran, and I would be seeing right. it differently. So hundred yeah. percent. I did a podcast with somebody recently, and I love this analogy where it's like um, you have to move to the cities where the opportunities happen because. Uh, the opportunity bus keeps coming all mm -hmm. day long. Like if I wanted to build my creative career and I just stuck in Boston, it I would have found a way, but it wouldn't have elevated to the way that it has. It's different. It's different. It, yeah. Because what is Boston providing compared to LA? Boston's very finance, very accounting, very um, techie. Creative isn't really like its core. It's there, but it's not. There's pros and cons. Pros and cons to every city. Yeah, if you are in creative, it's not... It's not as good. There's not as many people pursuing that same thing. So yeah. it's not going to get. But if you want to meet probably like a good woman that won't break your heart <laughs> and will cook for you and what take do you think care of, LA? of you. I'm really just starting to tap in. How long Did have you I, lived here? So I've been here since September 2017. Okay. okay. You've um, been here a minute. Yeah. But, I'm, but I'm, what I was going to say is I'm just about to step into like that. I have been just starting to step into the LA dating for the first couple of years. Why I just, you, you were in a relationship or? No, I was just oh. like, I was in a place in my life where I just wouldn't allow myself to entertain it. Because you had I was, impotence issues, erectile dysfunction. Yeah. Shit <laughs> like that. Uh, something along that lines. Yeah. But uh, I, uh, I was nervous to put any time and energy towards somebody when I was mm -hmm. so much like trying to build a creative oh, career. You see what, what I'm saying? saying? Yeah, yeah. So I was like, I'm not gonna put energy into this person if I don't even know where the fuck I'm going with all this creative stuff. That's well, fair. Long yeah. story short, my question for you is, what? How? How's your experience been with LA dating? Not is very it, good overall. Tough. Uh, yeah, I think everyone's. You know, I think everyone has that mentality in LA of like, I'm here to to build something and, and and I get it cuz I'm doing it too but because that mentality is so strong mm. I don't think that most women in LA are looking for that traditional 
relationship. Mm. So they want a sugar daddy is what you're saying. Either a sugar daddy or or they just don't have the time and they think they do and you go and they go, oh, but I got this audition or I got this thing. They're, everyone's or hustling. I got, I got 30 other dudes lined up in my door. That too. Or, or this guy could help me more than you. Like everyone's a hustler mm. in LA and mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily equate to the healthiest of relationships. Yeah. Are there exceptions to that rule? Am I saying you can't find a healthy, loving relationship in LA? No, of course you can. I'm sure there's plenty out there. But when you compare it to a normal place where someone has a normal job totally. and they care about and a relationship is a bigger part of their life, totally. it's a piece of shit city for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good knowing that I'm getting into it. So I, but I, I'm you, ready to you fucking gotta, go full You got to know what your priorities are in life. Yeah, if totally. your priority is to have a loving, significant other, your chances are less here in LA. But if your mm. priority is to podcast or be creative and meet other artists and do cool things la is gonna be better for that yeah yeah for me it's definitely just go with the flow i'm not like all right gotta find a girlfriend or like find somebody that's steady i really want to find someone you do yeah you're 32 33 31 31 and uh look great thank you i think uh, gq magazine next year maybe i'm falling apart i uh my hair's thinning. Oh, you're great. It's all just grow the beard. I'm gonna bounce back. Grow the beard. I can't that so I can't grow a beard. This I, you is got gruff. Some, you got, got something some. though. So this Something's is better like than nothing, brother. The max, but if I tried to grow out what you had, it's patchy. Okay. I look like a prepubescent boy. That's all right. But some people can't even grow a single facial hair, so I think you're doing all yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're probably like missing a chromosome or something. something. Like maybe they're supposed yeah. to be a woman. I'm not sure. Yeah. Kind of gender, I don't know. Yeah. But uh for finding a woman, I think the key is to fly someone from your hometown out here mm. and make them your princess. It's not a bad idea. I definitely so there's definitely Boston. A, there's definitely somebody that I went to high school with that I'm like, if she was single, I would fly her out here this weekend. Yeah. So you gotta show find, her a good time. You gotta get her or her sister or something and fly them out here. Yeah. I'm just gonna start flying them out in the PJ it's that, a I, big that thing I don't here. have. People fly and I'll send the out no, we'll LA send the bill to uh Melrose Podcast, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the place where I'm <laughs> minus twenty thousand dollars into Father's Day is coming up. And I don't know about you guys, but I have not figured out what to get my dad until now. I'm gonna get my dad something and myself something. That is the lawnmower four from Manscaped. You heard that right. The lawnmower four just came out. Get twenty percent off and free shipping with the promo code THERAPY at manscaped.com. I personally keep myself real nice down there because you never know when you're going to need to look good and feel good. But I have had incidents in my life. One time I used a cheap sideburn trimmer from Ross Dress for Less thinking, oh, it doesn't matter. It's just from my balls. Wrong attitude. I knit myself. I was bleeding. I had red marks. It looked like I had herpes to the untrained eye. I was not feeling confident about myself. I was walking around itchy and scratchy. I just, it's not what you want. You want to look good and feel good down there for when you have a girl come over or a guy. You want them to come back. You want returning customers down there. At least I do. With Manscaped, they will return. They will see that you take care of yourself down there. You will feel better about yourself. You'll be more confident. They have a ceramic blade so you never cut yourself. It has wireless charging in this new 4.0, good battery life. It is waterproof. It has an LED light so you could trim in the dark. It's got everything you need. Do not skimp out when it comes to taking care of your nuts. That's where you want to feel good and look good. And not just that. Manscaped has cologne, crop mop, ball wipes, crop reviver, ball toner, and crop preserver 
all deodorant. They have everything you need. And you do need these things. You think to yourself, oh, I don't need that stuff. You, you do. You're wrong. This is why you're alone. This is why you don't feel confident when you take off your clothes at one in the morning after a drunken meet at the bar. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code therapy at manscaped.com. Get your dad a gift you know he will use. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code therapy. Don't forget that you came from your dad's balls. This year, show your original home some love with Manscaped. I think a lot of people fly women out in LA. It's a part it's part of LA. I don't know it's if, part of if, the, if you scene. know if you've noticed that at all. But a lot of people like fly chicks out in yeah, LA I guess, or, or dudes out. I, I guess that's what they do when they have nothing but money to burn, you know what I mean? I don't I don't think it's a money thing. I think it's because M- mindset. I think it's because the women in LA aren't they don't want it. They I like women better when they're not yeah. they're not LA chicks. Yeah. Me. I can't yeah. speak for everyone, but for me, I've flown a, a few people out here to date because I'm like, I just don't like girls. That That's so are interesting. LA girls. And how did you meet these girls, though? Either on the road doing stand up yeah. or on the internet or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I don't. It's that's we were literally just having this conversation the other day with my roommates, but um, my buddy had made a comment like, I don't know if I'm ever gonna find somebody in LA, and I. It's tough. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Is it smart? You just like find people on the internet and fly them out and it's like smart, and hope that not. it works. Yeah. But I've had both good and bad experiences from it. I think it just depends on the what. I think L.A. If we're just talking the city alone, I think it just depends on the environment you're in and where you're. Like, if you're going to the bungalow on a Saturday in Santa Monica, you know what crowd you're signing up for. But the if worst. You, if you, <laughs> it's a full scent. I might just be there today. Dog shit human um, beings. So I think it just depends <laughs> on you. Like you're setting yourself up depending on where you go in the city. Um, I don't know. So I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm throwing darts right now, so I'll keep <laughs> you updated. But <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, literally throwing. Learning. I'm you're, throwing you're darts. Learning. It's I'm taking shots left and right. Tomorrow you're like, I met someone. I love her. She's LA. I I just like go for it. You know what I mean. What is, if you were to describe your podcast, those yeah. listening who wanted to get to know your podcast, what, how would you describe it? How would I describe the podcast? Yeah, what is it? Yeah, so the podcast right now that I host is called It's the Bearded Man Podcast. I guess the best way to describe what it is is essentially me. Does that mean you have to have a beard forever now while you do the podcast? I pretty much locked myself like, into a contract. If, if you shave, it's not happening. Okay. Yeah, it can't happen. I, if, I, if it does happen, if I, if like, if you were to get cancer right now, you had to get tons of chemo. Fire it up, baby. Okay. I, I think, I think, the I, I think the hair goes, but I don't yeah. know if the really the beard. I don't, right. I, don't I, I don't actually. That's a really. I'd have I to have just research. assumed it's all hair. I would assume, but I don't think so. I think okay. it's the top here. I don't know. Maybe the beard. We'll, we'll cross okay, that bridge yeah. if that if yeah, that yeah. ever happened. Um, yeah, dialed in. I'm pretty much in a, a lifetime contract wow. of the bearded man. Okay, fantastic. We gotta get Movember to sponsor your podcast. Huh? Need it. Yeah, definitely not Dollar Shave Club. That's gonna be that's gonna be a yeah. bad one if they want to sponsor me because I'm gonna <laughs> shut that shit down. Um, but I guess the best way to describe it is literally just myself, like just documenting my life and my experiences while also trying to have great conversations with guests. And really, I'm still creating for the 22 year old version of myself who graduated college thinking or going into college i'm like by the time i graduate i'm gonna have all this shit figured out and i graduated i didn't know what the fuck i wanted to do so i'm still creating a podcast for that same 22 year old version of myself of like not knowing what to do very open-minded and i'm trying to provide content that is going to help people reach their ultimate potential help them become the best version of themselves help them actually live authentic ass lives i like that so it's vlog motivational educational boom those three things would say are the main goals 
to, to the so vlog. You wanna, part, what do you mean though? Vlog. Well, you said you kind of talk about your experiences as you have them. Yeah. So it's kind of like a little bit of a, you know, uh, you could look back and go, oh, that's where I was at that point. That's what I did. Yeah. So a little bit diary. Uh, that's that's vlog. personal journeys. Like yeah, a, personal journey. There's a journey. category for podcasts, and I think that's. Excuse me. That is the the one that I listed my, this podcast under as personal journey because that's exactly mm -hmm. what it is. I'm literally just documenting like great conversations slash mm -hmm. like what are the things that I'm working on in my life or that I'm learning and I'm just putting it out there to the world. I'm not saying that I have all the right answers, but I'm like I'm just hopefully gonna, some of them. Uh, hopefully, do you ho have the wrong ones? So. Hopefully, a little bit of beard of wisdom. I'm, I'm trying to sprinkle a little beard of wisdom. What's like the biggest thing you wish you knew when you were 22? Ooh, like if you had to pick one, where you're like, <sighs> hey. Don't talk to that chick or whatever it is. Oh man, what's the one thing I wish I knew? If you knew? had a time machine, it's probably not good to have regrets, but mm. everyone's got them, even if they say they don't. People are like, I don't have any regret regrets. I I don't. Yeah, I don't have yeah, any regrets. Do. I wouldn't do. Yeah, you do. I wouldn't. I yeah, wouldn't change. I wouldn't do you anything differently. Regret. Wouldn't do anything differently. Um, Maybe you stubbed your toe one day and you regret hit walking not, over not that tile. That. See, stubbing, everyone's got regrets. Stubbing toes is not fun. Yeah. If I had to tell myself anything, it would be that. Whatever you're envisioning in your fucking mm -hmm. head right now, kid, mm -hmm. you're gonna you're gonna execute on it. Like you're gonna bring these these visions to life. So just stick to the plan and and enjoy the ride of getting there. You know, like mm -hmm. like I said, I'm just now getting to the space where I like I can actually start dating and like throwing myself out there. But there was a long period in my life where I was like, shut it down, not happening. Like, so you're saying enjoy the moment. Enjoy. More. I think that's, enjoy. that's good. Sometimes you look back at you some at some or for me i look back and I go oh man that was such a fun year totally but i was stressed out that whole year 100% because i wasn't enjoying it here's the thing the i know i should have I, I i can i can visualize and and i know exactly like where i'm going like i i see this type of studio like being in the studio right now when i walked in i was like this is the shit i'm talking about this is this is the level I'm going to get, and I can't fucking wait for the day to come. You're here. And it's I'm here, literally, yeah. with you. So thank you for mm. already getting that step closer. But for my own show, I want to be able to literally produce at this level, and I know it's going to happen. So for me, it's like, just enjoy the ride of getting there. Stop stressing about mm -hmm. your recording in your fucking bedroom or doing the Zoom stuff. Dude, there's some just know bedroom you're recordings that look better than this studio. It's all mm. about, you know... Equipment, because I mean, look oh, I love it. I literally this. termed it the bedroodio. Yeah, yeah. Who else? This, who else has a bedroodio? This is an office. There's sunset below. This isn't. This a is sound unbelievable. Proof. This isn't a. Uh, if I was an actual sound engineer, they'd be like, "This isn't a good spot for a recording studio." Oh, because you got sunset boulevards right there. Going crazy. Sometimes some like a ambulance drives by, and then there's an ambulance somewhere. But I kind of like it. Adds character. Yes. See, that's yeah. the that's the thing in the podcast space. You know, who uh, really uh, inspired me was Gary V. Um, oh, because awesome. he puts out a lot of audio content and I stopped being he so- He does audio only content? Uh, he has a podcast. He puts out- And doesn't do, but he does video for it too, oh, right? He, I mean, yeah, he, yeah. Um, so he has an audio experience. So like maybe there's like a vlog that they put out. They'll just pull the audio and put it out as a podcast. Gotcha. So he doesn't, he doesn't necessarily, he doesn't run a podcast like most people do. They just take- uh, all of his visual stuff, and if there's a good audio portion, they'll put it out. It's called like the Gary V audio experience. So it's like, so it's uh, it's I have a bunch of things cut together. Exactly. It's not like him going to a studio today exactly. and recording my podcast. Nothing. It's just it. he 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 does it right, and you'll we'll see more people go the route that he's going. Um, but he it sounds like a lot more work to do it that way. 
No, it doesn't because no. what what he has a team and mm-hmm. all he does is he just has an audio recording on him at all times. Oh, it's literally just his life. His life. So wow. they're like, okay, what do you what 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 did he do today? He had all these different business meetings. Okay, we'll pull this as a clip. So oh, he's just recording his entire life and, and then paid someone. And then oh, I mean, he's got thirty plus. Yeah, he's team. A, he's a billionaire. Yeah, so, he, he's oh, just writing checks. Rich. But man, that would be a tough job to have to listen to someone's mic that's on them twenty four hours. Yeah, a day. but people, some people love that. Yeah. You got to imagine there's, I feel like that's the other thing I have to remind myself of is that people, there are certain things that people love to do. Somebody yeah. wants to scrub through and just listen for those sound bites that yeah. are a bigger fan of Gary Vee. But what I was trying to say is that he changed my perspective on audio and made me realize that obviously you want it to sound crispy, clear, be sure mics, mm-hmm. top quality. This shit is going to sound fantastic when you put it out. But the uncontrollables, the ambulance driving by, the sound of this dropping, like mm-hmm. it adds character. It yeah. adds like authenticity, it adds realness. So I love that type of shit where like you're going to hear the ambulance going by because you it it feels more real. Yeah. Um. So I agree. I, I used to get stressed out by, on shit like that. But yeah, I embrace it now. This is a now. fantastic like, hey, studio. We're, we're on a shoestring budget here. We, oh. got, we got real life. Yeah, it's I mean, not, you're, you're doing it right, dude. I mean, you have a sign. That, that I got a sign. Shout out to you, Artist Design. This is new, Man. huh? Because you used to just have I, the, I saw the, it was just literally like a- I had a that, that sign. That, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I paid for that sign on Etsy because I wanted a sign. Mm. And then someone reached out to me and was like, hey, I make signs. I like your show. Let me send you a sign. And I'm fucking like, cool. great. And now he reached out to me again and was like, hey, your sign's not big enough. I'm going to send you a bigger sign. Wait, so this is the same person? Yeah, the guy who made this is going to send me a bigger oh, version. Oh, 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 I got you. I thought you were saying it was the same person that made that original no, one. No, that'd be cool if I had like a little sign war, but no. Yeah, that'd be this, sick, this is my guy, Artist Designs. Yeah, that looks great. He's a man, family-run business. Check it so out. So let me ask you a question. When you launched this in 2014, what was the unlicensed therapy? What was your intention starting? Fun. Just have fun with it. I like technology. I like recording equipment. I'm a comedian. I was like, it would be fun to have. But uh, I was not consistent with it at all. It's hard to, uh, you know, especially in the beginning, no one was listening. And it's hard to stay motivated. Mm -hmm. At some point, I'm just like, because a lot of work goes into this. I'd say uh, on a weekly basis, 10 to 20 hours a week on my just my podcast. Easy. So when you're doing that, and I'm doing that initially and... You know, no one's maybe I'm getting a hundred listeners, two hundred listeners, yeah. whatever it is, and and no one even if I don't put out an episode, no one's messaging me. Hey, what? Where's the episode? Yeah, it's hard. It's, it, when I'm bad at being my own boss, mm-hmm. I'm not the worst, but I'm not. You know, it's hard to stay motivated if I don't have a checklist. Hey, you got to get this done. You totally gotta get this done. So also, you're at the time even 2014 or whatever. Like, if and I'm a kid too. A kid, yeah. but you're also a comedian. And so yeah, to do comedy, you got to show up and do the reps. You got to go on stage. You have mm-hmm. to prep for that. So that in of itself is a whole nother beast. So that's a full-time job yeah, too. So yeah. respect to you even having the fort, like to even step into the space. And even if it hasn't been straight consistent for the last mm-hmm. seven years, just the, the, there's so much of a win on literally just showing up and actually taking that leap of like, yeah. start the podcast, record the episode, put the episode out. Like there's so many wins in, in of, of itself by doing that. But I mean, props to you because- I had fun it's doing crazy it. crazy how big space um, is gone. And I stopped just out of just basically being lazy. And what finally got me to be consistent, and I, this is just honest, it's probably not the coolest answer, but uh, I opened for Theo Vaughn, who's a really famous comedian. Huge. And- I helped him start his podcast. Wow. And his podcast, obviously. Crush. 
huge. Crushes. And like I was doing stuff for his podcast that I wasn't doing for my own podcast. Not to say that I, mine would have crushed. It wouldn't have. But it, watching him become who he is now, essentially a lot to do with his podcast, I'm sure he would agree to his, to his success, yeah. was very motivating. And I was like, I got to be doing this. Why yeah. am I not? Why am I not doing this? Why am I? Why am I not doing my podcast? And my friends are doing their podcast and yeah. crushing it. Why, why am I being a lazy bitch? Yeah. So I was like, this year I'm gonna start. Good for I'm you. Do it every week. So the last two years I've been consistent. Yeah. I mean, this is an incredible medium for comedians in of itself. I mean, every comedian I can think of has their own podcast. And they it's all part do part of the game, and they all do different versions of it too, mm-hmm. which is cool. I think some do with guests, some do just do solo. Yeah. Some do like it's two comedians every week. It's the same two mm-hmm. comedians. Um, you got to differentiate yourself in some way. Yeah. My twist is uh, therapy because I say uh, I'm not a psychology major. I wasn't the guy my friends go to for <laughs> for advice, but you know what? I care about you, <laughs> and I want to help you. <laughs> I fucking love that. That's why you're in here. What can I do to help I'm you? curious, um, especially because you're in the comedy space. There was somebody that I had interviewed in 20... I'm going to say his name in a second, but I'll give it some context. I interviewed him in 2018. At the time, he was he had about 30,000 followers on That's his a lot. IG. That's now a lot. he's got over 3 million. He's killing it. By, by the name of Trevor Wallace. Oh, hilarious. What do you, what's yeah. your take on him? Um, we have a lot... Of, I actually don't know Trevor, but we have a, tons of mutual friends. It's crazy yeah. that I don't know him yeah. because... You got to get him on this podcast. You got to get him on this podcast. Yeah, he's done a lot of my friends' podcasts. I've heard he's a great guy. He's yeah. obviously hilarious. His videos are incredible. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I have nothing but good say things to say about him. I don't know him though. Yeah, it's fucking. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy to see all like just in the comedy space how there's there's so many different paths to getting that, um, to getting to the level you want to be at. Where I you know I saw him grow from like it was just solely from social content like he just found oh, his lane doubled down on it and he's the best at it his videos are crushes it then you're talking about Theo though Theo found his lane probably within the podcast space that mm-hmm. helped him elevate his career yeah. so it's it's so interesting um you just I don't know everyone's path is a little bit different but yeah some people do it off of stand up alone some yeah. people get on TV show podcast sketches there's so many there's no that's a, one of my favorite things about comedy is no one has the same path I mean, that's Everyone's that's a fact about to, life, brother. True, that's a fact about true, but, life. But uh, to contradict that, you know, there's certain jobs where you're like, okay, they got that degree, they started at that company at totally. that, and they worked their way up. That, it's yeah. not like that in show business or in comedy. Like, yeah. it's this guy knows this guy, or this guy did that thing and popped from that thing. It's totally. like everyone has their own unique story to where they're at and it's it's interesting anything entrepreneurial in the sense of like podcast just creative like company yeah. like if you're trying to do um yeah starting i mean literally it's like i i hear you though like if you're trying to become the marketing executive of apple like yeah. there's probably there's a, a path there's a path for sure yeah. that if you, you want to be a doctor there's a path. there's a path yeah. exactly but i think things and there's like, nothing wrong with that Nothing but, wrong with that, yeah. but things like this, you just have to trust your intuition and your gut, and go. You 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 look at what everyone else is doing, and you pick and pull. Let me try this. Let me try that. Let me try this. Mm-hmm. But sometimes that thing doesn't work, it's even though never, it works for somebody it's else. It's very yeah. rarely what you think is gonna get you to that level. Totally. What does. But yeah, some of my favorite <clears throat> podcasts I listen to for the for those little nuggets are like how I built this with Guy Raz on NPR. Could we just take uh, a moment to appreciate that fucking podcast? <laughs> great podcast. Great Production podcast. wise, shit turns me on. 
Oh yeah, sound quality is great. Sound quality is great, and the the the, the intro, like the mm-hmm. first eight seconds when they're the playing music. the sample, dun, the music. Dun, dun, oh dun, dun. my! I need to get God. better music when I listen to that. Guy Raz, yeah. thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, WTF with Mark Marin. Great podcast. Uh, it's just you know, it's very clear. Taking like he takes everyone through it. How did you get here? How did so you get good. from here to here? How did you get from here to here? And it's it's motivated. What I like about those two podcasts is they're motivating mm. because even you hear people not just their success stories, but you also hear about their failure stories. Yeah, which I like a lot too. I it was kind of negative, but I one point wanted to start a podcast that was all about people's failure stories. But it's but, not a bad idea. But even though it's a negative thing, you take the positive from it. That would be that would be the idea. So even though you're hearing about someone's worst moments, yeah. it's to learn from and and go. I I I, th- that, I think going back to what you had asked earlier, like what the 22-year version of yourself, what, what's that advice you could be? I think the other thing I would say is there's no such thing as failure. And sure. um, in the sense that uh, I just did a podcast with the uh, founder of the company I work for called Liquid IV. Um, his name is Brandon Cohen. Incredible he was on guy. your podcast? Yeah, I just, uh-huh. I just did a podcast with him about a month ago. This is like our third or fourth piece of content we've done in the last three or four years. And uh, I loved his take on, I was asking him about like, what is the, how did, how did, you know, he just got the company acquired, stepped down. This was- uh, He's not involved anymore. He's not involved okay, anymore. Definitely a hundred plus million dollar exit for him personally. Yeah. And there, I don't know what the price tag was on the company, but I know he made a lot of money. Sure. Damn well deserved a yeah, dollar. he should, yeah. But it, the thing he talked about was- uh, when it came to failure, it's there's no such thing as failure. It's either a winning decision or it's a learning opportunity. Right. So it's like either it worked, whatever that plan, that mm-hmm. the podcast, the idea, either it worked and it was a winning decision or something didn't work, but what did yeah, you learn from exactly. it? And then you move forward on it. You learn you don't get, from it. You don't get hung on, yeah. oh, I failed, oh, Yeah, no. maybe failure, you know, call gonna, it whatever you want. Maybe failure is the wrong word, but there are things where you go, well, that fucked up. Yeah, but totally. Take, but you take 100%. things from it. Yeah, exactly. 100%. Yeah. yeah, the the key is not to make that same thing happen again. Because a, a lot of a lot of the other thing is a lot of people will get stuck on the fact that they fucked up and then they mm-hmm. won't retry. Totally, you know what I'm saying so. It's like didn't work once, and I've been guilty it, of it. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. it takes. Um, I think you once you re, once you learn it once, then you apply and you're like, okay, I just have to keep tweaking it or you put so much of yourself into it that when it fails you're like i don't know if i could go through that again yeah and it scares you off or like i'll try a joke out and it doesn't work three or four times i go and i give up on it when probably if i just tinkered with it more and kept working on it'll work so you know there's that balance but yeah it's uh it's what's what you gotta do what's been one of the biggest mistakes or failures however you want to uh frame it that Mm -hmm. you've made since stepping into the space of comedy of comedy, um, opening my big mouth. Yeah, <laughs> you're supposed to. Dude. I have no filter. Keep sometimes, it going, and people get mad at me. Yeah, but so I feel I like a- I feel like you have to understand that's what comedy is. It is, and no, it's not. A, like, I, I don't to regret a certain, it. Like, but it's but like, but there are times where I just, you know. I don't. I don't even know. There are times where I've upset people where I'm like, uh, okay. I, I, it, but that's the point of the space. <laughs> yeah, you're no, supposed to dance you're the right, line. You're right. I know but when I click. Sometimes I cross in, the line by mistake. But I. Yeah. But even when you do, I feel like mm-hmm. I know when I'm clicking into a comedy podcast or watching a special. You have to understand that people. That's the whole point of the fucking comedy right. is to cross the line. But to, sometimes to it's a, um. It's not even on a special or on a podcast or on stand-up. Sometimes I just it's in conversation with a, a gatekeeper or something mm. like that or someone who I admire, and I'll just <laughs> that. And they're like, 
<laughs> you're a psychopath. Uh, and I'm like, oops. Uh, but no, it's unapologetically all good. yourself. Yeah, just uh, sometimes you know you gotta remember. Okay, this is a person. Yeah, and you can't. What was the what was the light bulb moment or the green light for you to say comedy is what I gotta be doing? So you would have been. You said you've been in the space, you, or you've been living in LA for nine years. I've been doing comedy the whole time. I've been in LA. I moved here for comedy. Wow. Essentially. So you were twenty two. I moved here at twenty two. Yeah. And you said comedy. I'm going to LA to do comedy. So. I was in, I've always loved comedy. I've always loved stand-up, been a fan, watched, uh, you know, Chris Rock's. I remember I, I watched Chris Rock before I probably even understood the jokes he was saying. <laughs> so, yeah, like, I was me too. too young. I, totally. Like, I remember my favorite Chris Rock thing was No Sex in the Champagne Room, which is a funny, <laughs> good song. But the only reason it was my favorite is because I was a little kid, yeah. and I thought the word sex was funny. Like, yeah, it was just yeah. a funny song. I like, you. I didn't understand any of his more uh, elaborate jokes. So, like... Then he talked about like the N word versus a black person. He had these, hey. you know, amazing bits that I that I learned to like later because of No Sex in the Champagne Room playing mm. on MTV when I was a child. But I loved comedy, always was a fan. But I never. It's not even like sports where there's no like stand up comedy for kids. There's no mm. there's no zero path whatsoever. Now there's a little bit more of a path because of podcasting and the internet but back when i was uh, a kid like that was just not a job it was not a job there's no one that was like oh i'm gonna become a comedian i'm sure there were people like that but for me i was like i don't know i thought it was i don't even it wasn't even attainable it wasn't even a yeah. thing in my head like there was no you can't go to college to become a comedian yeah so i never i never pursued it because i didn't even know how and i didn't i had no idea so then i was in college and uh, I got my heart broken for the first time. Been there, brother. And I was like, really? We're still here, though. Started from the bottom. We're here, baby. Yeah, this was like... Now they're sliding through our DMs and they and want us it, back. It made me mentally ill, like, in that moment. Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm mentally ill now, but the first time I got my heart broken, I was like... It's, not easy. it's not easy for anybody. It's not easy for anyone. <laughs> and I th and not saying I'm the only... I took it like, oh, I had it the worst. No, I didn't. But it it was the worst thing at the time for me. I was like... It was horrible, mm. and I lost my fucking mind, mm. and I was doing crazy shit that I just from being heartbroken, dumb, dumb fucking shit. But because I was in such a dark place, I saw a sign to, for like a stand-up comedy competition, and mm -hmm. I'm like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna do that." I just wanted to like feel something. Yep. So I signed up. I did it. I had a lot of fun, and it's been I've kind of hit the ground running ever since. So here, this is the beauty of life, my brother. Do you even think you now? This is a tough question to answer, but do, maybe you wouldn't have stepped in the comedy space if it wasn't for the heartbreak. Maybe not. And this is this is the gem of the podcast. There are so many great things that come from these low moments yeah. in our life. I wouldn't have gotten into the podcast space if I didn't know what I wanted to do post college. I had just gotten into. I just had my heart broken. Didn't know what I wanted to do post college life. Now I got a big question mark, and I'm like, let me start this podcast. Start talking to people and see. They know what they they clearly know what they want to do with their life. Maybe mm -hmm. I'll figure it out by yeah. talking to them. But did it help you? Hundred yeah. percent. I wouldn't I wouldn't be on here right now. I, I, there's no way I would have been. Uh, I would have stayed consistent with podcasts. I wouldn't have the job that I have. I, I mean, literally, it's like the vehicle of how I wasn't I, a risk taker before I got my heart broken. It was like I was uh, well a little. I was I was studying film and I thought my I was gonna come to L.A. and work in comedy as like an editor and and. Okay. Uh, filmer because you know i'm kind of a nerd so that was my lo low risk plan gotcha i was like comedy is not realistic but i'll come i'll edit people's comedy 
So I moved here with that kind of backup plan idea in my head, but I just never, never did it. Never mm. even pursued it. Interesting. That's how it all happened. That's how I am That's... the the little boy in front of you. <laughs> That's how I became the little boy here, this handsome little young buck. I love that. So your podcast, I listen to it. Mm-hmm. It's very motivating. You finish listening, and you and it makes you want to get out of bed and get to know, work, baby, and just start your life and just, crack a yeah. Bud Light and see where the day takes you. Right? Yeah, you you do drink a lot on your Instagram. <laughs> huh? You're a party boy. You know what's funny? It's actually this is so interesting because I think we probably started. Uh, following each other right when I like and just getting back on the wave but in the last six months I've had some like long stints like I did like 75 days of no booze then 30 days like I've had an interesting like journey of like stepping away from booze completely and then like most then recently I was just I have been like back at it just like I'm having fun I'm in a great great space in my life like I'm not seeking booze to escape my life I I love everything that's happening it just elevates everything yeah as long as you're not an alcoholic everything's okay in moderation some people can't handle that like our our mutual friend in this room if if she drinks she ends (laughs) up like having sex with everyone in the room and binging other drugs and just a downward spiral. So certain hey, people can't judge handle free it. zone though. Yeah. I'm all for it. And so she, and she's aware of that as she is. And now she doesn't drink. Totally. Whereas and she's probably me, flipping you the bird as we me speak. Me and you. Yeah. Two of them. Oh, nice. uh, so whereas nice. me, me and you were, you know, like just capable human beings that we could have a drink and just chill and just not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, uh, yeah. It's only recent I've been kind of firing it back up and I'm like having a blast was up, you know, late last night, got up, had to fucking run it all off and I wish I liked drinking out the more bad sometimes. decisions. And you're not missing much, brother. Well, it's a good way to meet people. Uh it's a good way to just kinda but let loose. But you can still you can still meet I for even even when I when I've done these long periods of time not drinking, I still go out. I still meet people. I still like Yeah. It's it's to me it's the same shit. I what I loved about going long periods without it is I felt like I was talking to my roommates about this this morning, literally. So when I'm not on the booze or like partying like that, I'm just constantly flying 30,000 feet like a plane, right? Just cruising altitude. Every day feels the same for the most part. Like I don't mentally, it's, I have clarity, whatever. As soon as the booze gets thrown in, I mean, we're just hitting turbulence. We're the plane's doing barrels. Like we're we're trying to get the plane back that on course. That doesn't sound like a good thing at all. <laughs> it, it, yeah. It's not a good thing. It, it's yeah. just it to me, it's full throttle and no throttle whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So it, it goes down this crazy path. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I think it just depends on the person. But to me, I I can't operate without it. And if I went the whole weekend for the rest of the weekend and didn't touch a booze, it, like I'm not l- looking for it. If it's there and people around are like passing yeah. drinks, like. Sure. Fire it up. Like, let's, dip, let's have a good time. But, yeah, um, yeah I'm, I'm in a weird space where, like, you know, in college, I was like, gotta, gotta always be drinking, gotta be. Yeah, college is. Just, college. It's such a different. Yeah, I mean, that's literally what you. I feel like yeah. you go to college to. Yeah, that's get a degree in degree in the classroom and degree in the partying. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I kind of slowed. I don't know. I forgot where we were going, but I, I've definitely been firing it back up in the. I wanted space. to ask you, and I didn't prepare you with this ahead of time. Let's go. But Fire. is there anything book. in your life that I could help you with? Is there any weaknesses in your life? You you give a lot of help out to others on mm. your podcast and to yourself. But what about you? What a... No one's perfect. Yeah. Everyone's got issues. Nobody's perfect. Yeah. My, I guess my my question for you... You have a perfect haircut. Dialed perfect in, Perfect beard. Hopefully they can zoom up. Perfect outfit. That camera right there just come right up to the face. Yeah. Um, how how do I get to this level? This is what I'm trying to do. I want to get to a level in the podcast space where I have a full I have a studio like this. 
uh, oh, high you know how content. you know how it's just repetition. <laughs> Unfortunately, you gotta. Cook. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, it, for me, what? So I, for me, here's how it came, came, how I motivated myself to do it, is everyone and their mom has a podcast now, right? Mm-hmm. Especially for me in the comedy world. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but probably not everyone in your world has a podcast. But everyone in my world has a podcast. Everyone. The guy who was who was here when you got here, Brian, my buddy Brian, has a podcast. Seemed like a great guy. Uh, great guy. Everyone great has guy. a podcast. And, and he's one of my favorite comedians. Super funny. Theo has a podcast. Everyone I know. Everyone in my world has a podcast. You kind of have to as a comedian. So I was like, I need to. But no one listens to most of these people's podcasts. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like... Uh, Saying you're an actor in LA, yeah, you and everyone else is an actor. <laughs> um, to make it, you have to separate yourself from the pack. Yeah, I agree. And yeah, you could have an amazing content and amazing, which of course everyone's. I hopefully you're tr- trying to do if you're doing a podcast, trying to make it unique and your own and as best as you could do it. Each totally. episode to be the best. But the other way to separate yourself is having the best production quality. Yeah. Having the best microphone, having the best camera. And some people are like, oh, well, I, I can't afford it. Well, then you don't want it that bad because mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, spent too much of my money on equipment. And probably most people who would say that's a financially irresponsible move. Yeah, but you got to take risk. You're investing it's, it's yourself, enough, though. It's investing yourself and it's a risk. And you got to take a risk to get there. Yeah. Because if you're just going to get by with audio only or, you know, the same as everyone else's. It, not saying you can't do it that way. There's plenty of podcasts that have. But I was like, this is one way to just separate myself from the pack is having someone look at it and go, oh, this that's, is real pro- deal. that's professional. Dialed. And for me, after doing it, if I listen to a podcast now where, because there, there's, and, and your podcast sounded good. You could tell you put some effort into it. But there's a lot of podcasts where they, this is the podcast. They put their phone on the I table know. and they hit record on their yeah. phone. And you listen to a pod- now. If I hear a podcast like that, I'm shutting it off. Yeah, I can't listen to a phone call. Yeah, to a to a phone pod. Yeah, yeah. I think I think, and I, I totally agree. First yeah. off, to get started, I always tell people like, if you have to use your phone uh-huh. for audio quality, do it. Just see, get I, started. I don't even say that. I say uh, don't. Nah, fuck it. Yeah, don't listen. All right, listen to me on this. I'm the, I'm the fucking young Tony Robbins. So yeah, yeah. It, just get started and then worry about the equipment I'll, as you, you go. You know what I'll say to people? I'll say use your phone and record episodes. Um, but don't put them out. I'll say like learn from <laughs> fair, that. Fair. But I say when when you actually because here's the thing, you could now the air the barrier to entry of audio quality. You can get a thirty dollar microphone, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. And if you can't Truthfully afford thirty, though. if you can't afford th- a thirty dollar microphone to start a podcast, yeah. Then you need you have other issues you need to fix before you start a podcast. Hundred percent. Yeah. I I I guess the takeaway and I I'm I'm glad we're having this conversation because I I know that's what I need to do is I just need to invest even more. I know I can find ways to make this happen and like get to this type of level. And I just need to fucking do it because I know like exactly what you're saying to differentiate yourself. You have to keep creating. I don't want to say the opportunity, but you have to keep making these things happen for yourself. I think to a certain extent, a lot of times you have to be patient and you have to keep putting in the work and then knowing and trusting the time that the right people or the right opportunities will come. Mm-hmm. But at some point you got to put your foot on the gas and go, well, if it's not happening right now, I got to, you know, gotta make let's, it look at the, let's look at the clock. Like we've been, you know, doing this for six months, 12 months, 18. All right. Nothing's happening. Nobody's knocking the door. 100%. So let's, let's. Um, and that's up. how um, Mark Marin, you know, like yeah. the reason he started his no, podcast. No video though. Isn't no that, video. Isn't it an amazing podcast like his? And but he also got in the space early on where he, that's he, built, what I was gonna say. he built an audience so that... He did early on. I think if he was starting a podcast now, he would he would have. Yeah, you would have um, to. 
like Ari Shafir fought it for a long time and now is doing video. Yeah. Um, but but he, the reason he started a podcast, Mark Marin, is because he'd been doing comedy for 20 years. No one was giving love. He was out of work. And he was like, fuck it. I got to make something happen. It's crazy. And the same thing, uh, Andrew Schultz, for example. He uh, He's crushing it, too. Crushing it, right? How And the, I'd say his first little peak of success was his special that he put on YouTube. His stand yeah. special. It was like last year or no? Uh, a couple years ago. Oh, okay. But the but, reason but, he did that. Last year, like last 12 months, he's really had a huge growth. Oh, right, even though? more. But yeah, yeah. Well, yeah cool, like, cool. last two to three years, he's been popping. But yeah, now he's like uh, almost a household name, I feel like. I don't Unreal. know. He's huge. But uh, the reason he he peaked is, or not peaked, uh, got this initial major success in my mind is he, he was a funny comedian, had been doing comedy for 10 years or however long he was doing it. He went around to all, he had agent manager, he went around to all the people and said, hey, here's my special, uh, the material that would go on my special, I want to do a special. And they were all like, uh, no, mm. no thanks, we, we're not interested. So he's like, okay, fuck it, I'm going to do it on my I own. I love then. that. And he put out a quality love special that. that you could that was good enough quality to put on TV. Yes. Because you see a lot of comedians, and this is, I talk about comedy a lot because it's my world, but you see a lot of comedians who... Again, film their sets on their phone and then put a clip out on their phone. Fine, I'm not I'm not hitting on you for doing that, but like if you want if you're mad that you're not getting a TV special, you got to get a nice camera and a nice microphone yeah. and make it look. If you want to be a pro, you got to you got to fake it till you make it. Yeah. It's kind of kind of what it is. And then the the other way I justified it was cuz yeah, you could say okay, hopefully this leads to money or success or views, but I thought okay, even if I lose all this money, it'll be a learning experience. It'll be fun. Yeah. I will create content that I'm proud of. Yeah. Cause yeah, chances are you might you might buy five thousand five, ten thousand dollars worth of equipment and never get that money back. I've never yeah. flinched at purchasing equipment when I know it's investing in myself. So yeah. it is very easy for me to buy the two hundred dollar pair of sneakers for running or the four hundred dollar mic. Anything that is actually adding value to my life, I don't. I don't even think twice about it. I mean, I I'm financially smart enough to go like, wow, this is two hundred dollars for your pair of shoes. Like, is that really necessary? Well, they help my feet and they make me feel good when I run, and it's benefiting me because it's helping my health. So yes, we're gonna buy the two hundred dollars. And of shoes. they're motivating. Then if you miss a week, then you know. Then you feel you're like, like a real your, your piece pocket. Shit. My yeah. pocket starts burning. I'm like, yeah. shit. I gotta get back out there. Why did running. I? Why did I buy this two thousand dollar camera yeah. and not using and it? And you know what? This is great. This is all going back to when I got into the podcast space. I did this exact. I did this for the. I did this exactly for this reason. I bought really good equipment. Because I said, if I bullshit myself, I'm gonna be at the time I maybe had, you know, three or four grand in my name, post graduating college, mm -hmm. whatever. I, I dropped like a grand on equipment, right? Mm -hmm. The interface, yeah, two mics, whatever. And I go, if I buy really good equipment from the jump, if this shit is in the corner of my bedroom and it's not getting put to use, I'm gonna be so pissed off at yeah. myself. Like I'm the biggest, I am my own biggest critic. I'm gonna be furious at mm -hmm. myself if I just see this equipment gathering dust. And that was the best decision where I, I invested that money, which was a significant amount of money, still is a significant amount of money. I'm gonna invest in it now, and then I know I gotta make this shit happen. A hundred percent. I'm inherently a lazy person too. Mm. So even after I invest, I won't do it. I have to have it for me. I'm not saying this for everyone. I had to have it permanently set up where I could come in and just hit record. But you or know I'm not gonna do it. Mm, and same okay. thing uh, for me as a comedian, I moved to this part of town because there's three comedy it's clubs great. right around here. So it's I, forcing I, you to do it. If I don't go to a comedy club at night, 
I feel like a lazy piece of shit. And I kind of, for me, I need that. If I lived in in the valley yeah. and in the comedy store 30 minutes away, I'll find mental excuses yeah, not totally. to go, ah, I'll go tomorrow. Totally. I have this other thing I got to do. It's too far, whatever. I have to pay for parking. Totally. I, I don't have those excuses. I just take it so I, I can't make an excuse. We got another episode sponsored by Magic Mind. Magic Mind can make you 30 to 40% more productive. And let me tell you firsthand, it does. It makes you feel good. It is a lot healthier than coffee, than an energy drink. It's a natural energy shot. Two ounces of pure green goodness. I don't have any to show you because we drink them all here at the studio. Magic Mind, please start sending me more. I could use more. It has matcha in it, nootropics, honey, adaptogens. Honey makes it taste good. The nootropics, Nootropics has lion's mane's mushrooms in it, and it helps your blood flow and cognition. The matcha keeps you focused, and the adaptogens decrease your post-exercise inflammation in the body. All important things. Definitely recommend trying it. I'm not joking. There are two types of days that I have. I have a day where I drink water like a normal day, and I feel fine. And then there's days where I take magicmind.co, and I think to myself, wow. I feel good today. I wonder why. Oh, yeah, it's because I drank the Magic Mind. So go to magicmind.co and use the promo code ARI for a discount. That's magicmind.co and use the promo code ARI for a sweet discount. I promise you guys will like it. Support them, which in turn supports the show and supports your health. And, or don't. Or just take a Magic Mind and be a little bitch boy. And don't get anything done and lay in bed and jerk off five times and have no women want to be with you and no men want to be you. That's not what you want. You want you want to be a desired human being, and you could do that. Magic Mind. Be your best self with magicmind.co. Promo code Ari. See you guys. Back to the episode. I'm a big process person, and so the, just you saying, like, I need to have the mic already set up, I do that also with everything that I do where – there, I'm spending less time and energy like setting up, like my boom's ready to go. You could walk mm -hmm. in my room right now and, and the podcast, you could fire up a podcast within 30 seconds. Yeah. And I do so because it allows me like, when it's time to go, I just go, I do it. There's no like, like you said, like, oh, I got to pull everything out. I have to set it up. Like, I don't want to think about any of that. I just want to do it when it's ready to go and, and not think twice about it. So I think, um, I think it's a, it, there's some value in like this. When you walk in, everything's ready to go. Mm -hmm. All the cameras are set up. They don't move. You're also creates less room for errors. It's hard to fuck yes. it up as much when you're tearing it down, putting it back each totally. time. It creates room for errors. Yeah. This became a how to do a podcast podcast, but that's cool. <laughs> those, are, those are good. Those are interesting. A lot of people need to hear that. There's a lot of people. Who, it's also growing now. Like so many people. Everybody wants up. to be in the space. Everyone, it's, a, it's a. I mean, look at all the people in the last space. 12 months that I've entered the podcast space. Barack Obama, Bruce Springsteen, Michelle Obama. Um, Amazon, Spotify. Yeah, I mean, literally, yeah. like all everybody's just jumping into the actual. It's huge. It's, it's fun. Yeah. It's a it's a booming. What would be your, it doesn't have to be podcasting, but what is like your big uh, checkbox life goal that you want to that you want to hit like what would you're doing very good from my perspective you have a good job you you look good you oh, feel good you, you're in a big thank city you. what would you. be something like where you're like man if i could just do that i'd be i think if I, if I could if i could truthfully like um i'll give you a great example like lat two sundays ago i had two podcasts lined up that day mm -hmm. so i woke up got a workout in banged out the two podcasts did a couple of things and that was the end of my day the days that i feel so fulfilled when i go to sleep at night are the days when I'm in complete control of that day and it's content related, it's creative, it's like doing this type of things. 
So to me, it's not like if I only had 10 million listeners, then I'll be happy. Or like I need the studio space and then I'll be happy. It's, there's not, it's not like that detail. It's just, I want to be able to wake up every day and create. And if I can get to a place, which I will, mm -hmm. I will get to a place when I wake up every day and that's what I do. That's my purpose in living is just creating content and sharing it with the world and if people love it, great. If they don't, move on. No problem. Yeah. But hopefully what, move on. Yeah, hopefully The move haters on. will come. Yeah, they'll come. Slide through my yeah. DM. I'll take the haters. Do you get haters at all? Uh, not really. Oh, I do. Uh, yeah. Comedy, I feel like you, <laughs> yeah. that's that's what you're signing up for. But it's like, mm. I, I think that's what you, you, you sign up for when you enter yeah. the comedy space. But I, my thing, my skin gets thicker by the day. It's You have to have thick skin. Yeah, I don't, but it's getting thicker. There's a great, um, I just watched her. Uh, she has like a doc on Netflix. Uh, like, not a doc, but like um I guess you could say like a stand-up special, but she's not a comedian. She's more of like a motivator, Brene Brown. She okay. talked about uh, this. Uh, it was actually a, a quote from uh, Theodore Roosevelt, the man in the arena, and uh, how, like ourselves, we're in the podcast arena, right? Like mm -hmm. we're trying to build our own podcast careers, whatever. I'm not going to take anyone's advice outside of the podcast space about how I should run my show. Like, I'm not going to be offended. I'm, I'm not going to uh, over, overthink my decision-making because this person that's not in the arena who's up in the nosebleeds is like, bearded man, you're not doing it right. You got to change this. Like, your show sucks. It's like, bro, are you in the arena? Oh, you're not? Sit down and shut up. I don't want to hear from you. <laughs> so I think that's the same way, like, with people. Like, if people... Or at I least get, take it with a grain of salt. Take it with a grain of salt, yeah, but, yeah. like, don't get hung up on it. Some people would literally, like, toss in the top, like, all right, I guess I'm done, like... This bozo thinks I shouldn't be doing this, so I probably shouldn't be doing it. Right. Um, like I'll take, I mean, any good positive feedback. I'm like, thank you. I like, love it. Yeah. But I don't really have any haters. And uh yeah. Hopefully come, they come at come. me, baby. <laughs> they might be brewing. You're, you're ready for it. They might be brewing after this episode. It. All the Tony Robbins uh followers are gonna come at me. Yeah, they're gonna come at me too. But uh, yeah, I think uh the best way for me to deal with hate is just Take, realize that they're coming because you're doing something. You're doing something. If you're, yeah, if yeah, they're dude. If we take a second to appreciate the haters, what do you have to be to be a hater? You have to be somebody that takes the time to consume your content, mm -hmm. formalize an Thanks opinion, yeah. formalize opinion, and then spit it out. So I actually did have a hater one time leave a, a podcast review. Oh yeah. So I actually gave him a shout out on a solo pod, and I was like, dude, honestly, like it's very. You know, some people might go off the rails. Like this guy left a very detailed paragraph review, like very detailed. And so I took a moment on the podcast. I, I do a pod review of the week and give people shout out. And so uh, this person didn't leave their name, but I just said, you know, I read the review and, um, you know, I didn't, I, there's people that would be like, fuck you. Like they would fight, they would fight fire with more fire. Uh -huh. And to me, I was like, you know, man, like whatever your name is, um, I just want to thank you because it's very clear to me you have taken a lot of your time to consume my content, to know all these details about who I am, my life, yeah. what I've done, how I've gotten to where I am. So I just want to take a moment to appreciate you for consuming my content because that's what I'm seeing here. So that's a good maybe, approach. maybe, maybe it doesn't, maybe it's not your cup of tea and you don't actually enjoy the content, but it's very clear to me. You know a lot about me. And so yeah. thank you for consuming. <laughs> and so uh, that's the way I've always looked at it is like, if you're sure. formalizing an opinion about me and with all this from what I've created, well, you're consuming my content. And if that's what you think, cool. They're Thanks close. for listening. A hater is like real close to being a fan. 100%. And, and sometimes I'll even say, I'll, if I engage with a hater, they go, oh, I didn't expect you to respond. I'm actually a fan. Yeah, and I'm see, like, boom. oh my gosh. Boom. And I've, I've had that before. And where it's always someone, back. or not always, but 99% of the time, the haters don't have any pictures of themselves. They have like a picture of an animal. 
It's like I have empathy for the haters because think about what where are they at in their life. They have so much time to sit on their ass and, and formalize hate. this yeah. opinion. They don't have any direction of where they're going. I have no time in my day, week, month to consume other people's content, formalize an opinion, and then spit back some bullshit. Right, right. I don't right. have time for it. Right. So it's like if it's not positive, I don't. Not, I don't take it, it. I don't listen to it. If I don't like it, I turn it I off. I just keep and moving. Move on. I keep yeah. moving. But yeah. I do try to as as often as I can when I see somebody putting in the work and maybe they're not getting enough reviews or they're not, uh, you know, they're not. They don't have hundreds of thousands of followers. Like I try to make sure to to message them or leave that comment yeah. because I know how important that can be. And uh, it was interesting. Like I, I posted something on Instagram a couple days ago. It was, it was like a random thought that just popped in my mind where I was like, show love to the creators that you consume. Like mm -hmm. that, that like, that comment, that reshare can literally be the fuel for somebody to keep going. And then 100%. for like the last five days, I've been getting these random DMs of people like showing love. I wasn't asking for people to right. like show me love, but I was like, wow, this is, People don't realize like when you're showing love to the creators, buying their merch or doing whatever to support them, that adds the fuel to the fire. Because even like myself, I've been podcast for five years. And two days ago, I had like a two hour period. I'm like, fucking A, like, what am I doing? Like, you know, is this like, they, should I be doing they, this they shit? Creep and, up then, on you and then I get a DM from somebody like, yo, man, from Brazil, love your content, been following for a couple years. I'm like, boom, what are you doing? Like, get, I'm a get, big get believer of, I don't know if karma is the word, but the energy that you put out into the world. Boom it creates more of that energy. Keeps, so if, if you going. send someone a positive thing, that's going to create another positive All thing. Day. If you send someone a negative thing, it's going to create another negative thing. So it's it just, if you want the world to be better, even as little thing of just having a positive energy, totally. you can do that. The, the energy you put out in the world is exactly what you're going to get back. Yeah. And so I'm the, I'm the same way. It's like, and I just I don't, give, And I just don't give, even give, think give, you'll give. necessarily get it back. It's just not going to, it's bad for the world. Like totally. if I robbed you right now, I don't even believe in the whole karma. Like I'm going to get robbed now, but it's going to just create more negativity. Totally. In, 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 as, in as a whole. Yeah. So. Here's the other thing too, is that when I give good energy or like I try to help people, it, to me, it's not like if I help R, he's going to help me today or tomorrow. I just trust that somehow, some way, this is the right thing I need to do. Yeah. And I'm not going to put that in my back pocket. So when I need something from him, like, hey, remember like six months right, ago, right, right. I helped you out? Like that has never and will mm -hmm. never be it's the not intention. Healthy. Yeah. Not healthy. It's going to create just, a lot of disappointment in your life. It you feels good like when you help people. When you mm -hmm. go, when I, like, there, if there's times when I can connect two people and I go, wow, I just connected these two great people, there's literally no benefit. I don't gain any value out of this other than knowing I just put these two together and something mm -hmm. great's going to come from it. Just give. Give, 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 give. That was something I learned from Gary Vee. Just give, give, give. And somehow, some way, that energy just like, it works. Gary Vee, uh, fun story of how he follows me. Now. I have a good story about him too. So let's see. He follows okay. you. He follows me. On he doesn't IG? know me on oh. IG and Twitter. Wow. Uh, you got he, both social media following. I got both. He, uh, he tweeted out saying, hey, tag a comedian, like an up and coming comedian that you think's great. Was this recently? And this was like, yeah, like a few months ago. Cool. And Theo's producer tagged me. And I was like, he's not going to see it. I was like, cool, but he's not going to see it. So then I, I said, I sent him a link to my website. And I was like, uh, hey, here's a link to my website. Mm. Uh, check me out. And if you don't like it, fuck you. I was just like oh, being good. goofy, you know, just funny. And, and he's kind of like like that. He loved and that. I was like, the way I thought about it is someone's like, oh, I can't believe you said that to Gary Vee. I'm like, well, he was either going to not know who I was ever yeah. or like it. Like nothing bad. The worst case scenario is nothing <laughs> happens. Like, That's There's great. only good... So he didn't see that either. Then I don't know how this happened, but the uh, do you know who the Iron Sheik is? Mm -mm. The Iron Sheik, 
It was like a really famous WWE wrestler from the 80s. Oh, I, okay. He wears like a turban. And yes. his whole thing. I think Gary like, a huge fan of him. I think he's like posted about him. I think that might have been it. So, so the Iron Sheik is a guy who calls people like jabroni and is, is just like a shit talker, dude. Love it. Didn't Doesn't know who I am. I've seen him at the comedy store before, but never even met the guy. Like we have mutual people for this to happen. He somehow saw my tweet to Gary Vee, retweeted it, and said, Ari is no jabroni. Ooh. And then Gary V saw me and followed me on two things, and no, nothing happened or anything. But that's it was, great. But he's watching. But it was a cool story. That's, he's it was watching. A cool, it. Interesting. Are you verified moment. on Twitter? Verified on Twitter. Oh, so yeah. You got that. You got that check life, yeah. baby. But it was, I think it was the Iron Sheik. Yeah, is what did it. Not not the check life. It was Iron Sheik. Yeah. Somehow saw my tweet. It was crazy. Even even yeah. I got a funny story. I'm going to tell you about Gary V that happened yeah. right here on Sunset in a second. But um, even even though there's nothing that's come about it. You're on his radar. He's, oh no, he's I've, seeing I, you, which is the him, end of itself is a massive fucking step. Just seeing him follow me like made Fired my up. week. It was like, whoa, Gary V follows me. That's insane because uh, I'm a big fan. Huge. I don't, I'm not as big as you because I don't listen to his audio podcast. I'm gonna check it out, but just like all his clips on Instagram, they're so all good. motivating. Yeah, so good. Uh, about a year. This would have been sometime early 2019. I was still driving Uber full time out here. I'm on Sunset. That's Dro- motivating in itself that Man, you drove for Uber for you. 19,002 rides, baby. See that? Get Whoa, that, get oh, that, you're a full-timer. Get that fucking clo- closed up. Yeah, 19,002 wow. rides. That's a whole nother story. Anyway, I'm, uh, I'm on Sunset. Drop somebody off. We're literally, we had just talked about Gary Vee. It was this girl from Australia. We are just talking about Gary Vee somehow, some way, of course. And then, you know, say, you know, she leaves. So I'm sitting on the side of Sunset waiting for the next ride. I shit you not. This was out of a fucking movie. I'm like checking my phone, whatever. And I look up. And who is literally a car length in front of me on his phone down, just looking, standing on the corner of Sunset is Gary, Gary by fucking himself? by himself wow. waiting for his Uber like a psychopath. I don't even think twice. I fucking lay on my horn. He looks up at me. I go, Gary V. No, 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 no. I didn't say Gary V. I said, I go, I go, whole, he couldn't hear me, but I go, holy fuck. And he knew he could, he knew I was like jacked up. So I get out of the car, took a selfie with him, and I was, all right, I got on my, I said, Gary, bro, huge fucking fan. He's on the phone now, too. And he's like, he's like, hey, man, it's great to meet you, blah, blah, blah. I said, can we take a quick selfie, take a quick selfie with him, whatever. That was like the second or third time I've ever ever interacted with him. But Uh um, he left, and I actually, I was, uh, I put the photo on IG, and I left, I I let the caption be, just ran to Gary V on Sunset. He said, if this, uh, he said, if, if this, if he gets tagged a thousand times in this photo, he'll jump on a podcast with me. End and he never get, said that. Never said that. Yeah. End up getting 5,000 tags. The photo gets reshared like like hundreds of <laughs> times. That's so cool. Um, Did he do a podcast with you? No. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. It's That podcast is going to happen at some point. Yeah. Um, the first, my first year in podcast. I can't believe, if I would have, was him, I'd be like sneaky little bitch. Smart. And then I'd do the podcast. You, you, you want to yeah. know how I'm sneaky though? Yeah. Get this one. I put it as, no, this is how it started. I said, Gary V said he'll do a podcast with me if he gets tagged 100 times. I got 100 tags. Within, oh, and then you changed it to 1,000. 100%. I kept I kept upting it. Yeah. So then I had homies of mine call me up like, yo, saw the photo with Gary V. Why the fuck do you keep changing the number of tags? Like, is this really happening? And I'm like, it's not happening, but I'm going to keep changing <laughs> it because I kept the snowball effect. And yeah. I had, man, it was like one of That's those, smart. it was like one of those moments where like all these relationships I had ever built Everybody was like on yeah, their they Instagram. They wanted to help. They're yeah. like, yo, everyone, you got to go like this. Do like, I was like, wow, 
this is unbelievable. I didn't even ask for it. And people were like, yeah. So it was one of those Man, moments where you got to take advantage of like, you have to create, story. create an opportunity. He should it. do your podcast. He's going to do my podcast. Gonna... I was in his office within the first year of podcasting uh, to do a podcast with one of his team members in 2017. And that was a huge moment for me because I was like, I'm in VaynerMedia in New York City. Uh, this was like 6 p.m. at the time. Gary wasn't in that day. And I was like, the fact that I'm in this office to do a podcast with one of his team members means something is, I'm, I'm on the right path. I just got to keep doing this shit. So even that was a big moment, but he's 100% going to be on a podcast at some point. I actually love the longer I have to wait for it to happen because, uh, you know, I'm once sure you it guys happens, hit up literally 10,000 oh, yeah. times a day to do a totally. podcast. Because I, I had the same thought, like, when he followed me, I'm like, I should get him to do my podcast. But I'm like, I'm, I need to wait for another moment. I like, want I things to happen just, for the right reason. Yeah, yeah. I can't just ask him. But, uh, and then there was another, uh, right after he followed me, he started an agency. Oh, and uh, I was like, Vayner Talent? I think so. So in my head, I was like, oh, maybe that's why he was asking Could about be. comedians. I was like, oh, I should send him something or something. But then I think I found out, I think I could, I could be wrong, but Vander Talent, he wants people, artists to pay Vander Talent for them to do stuff. Mm. If that makes sense. Like that's how they work. It's not like a. Yeah. I, th I think they're probably doing, too, I think, because uh, I just actually did a podcast with somebody who does, who works at Vander Talent mm. um, about two months ago. Um, I think it goes two ways. I think they're, the goal is is pay them. The mm -hmm. service and they'll help and you they build help out. You, right, but right. I think they also invest in people where they're they like do. they okay. see up and coming talent. They're like mm -hmm. want to pull you in and probably use you as leverage as an example. Oh, like, hey, reach out we then. we built Ari's career, so like mm -hmm. or helped him build. Not, I don't want to say yeah. built. Let me take that back. Not built your career, yeah, but like yeah. we helped yeah. him elevate from the next level. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. I think it goes one of two ways where they're investing in talent and they're finding people to mm -hmm. use them as examples. Um, and then I think it's also like if you see what we're doing with them, come pay for our service and right, and right, make right. It happen. But uh, he's but a yeah, fucking he, goat. Yeah, he's yeah, exactly. I don't he's know how guy. he operates. He's a True fucking badass, dude. He's a badass. All started from online wine. Crazy, right? YouTube. It's pretty cool. Fucking it's pretty cool. He's stuff. a savage man. Thanks for doing the podcast, dude. Man. Honored. Really appreciate it. it Honored. Fun. What was fun. the biggest takeaway for you? Uh, your perfect beard. No. Uh, oh, let's no, go. I mean, it was very motivating. Let's go. It was very. It was great to hear your just your philosophy on life and your career and. It's podcasting cool. it was well it's an honor to be here and honestly just talk. just being here I'm fucking fired up Thanks brother for doing it keep the pedal to the metal brother follow him follow his podcast see you guys next week see ya let's go nice hit me baby this is great you're listening to you're listening to unlicensed 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 unlicensed, unlicensed. unlicensed therapy with Ari Manis. Ari Manis.